1: Welcome, everybody, to Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and along with my co-host, Jared, we're best friends, been playing Pokemon for a very long time.
0: All right, everybody, welcome to Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast where we... Analyze the game, try to offer helpful tips so that you can get better at the game, and ultimately so that Corey, my co-host, and I can learn and get better along the way. We're super excited to have you all listening today, and we have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about today. We're going to be talking about the Stuttgart regionals, San Antonio regionals, which is maybe the largest regionals to date, Yep, is this upcoming weekend we have so much to dive into, and again, we're super super thankful for you tuning in. Corey, where do you want to start today? I feel like it makes sense to talk about Stuttgart, analyze that, make some decisions off of that, to talk about San Antonio, and I, I have a very interesting uh, topic to talk about in terms of our education section for today. So where do you want to kick good. it off?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Let's look at um, Stuttgart. I, I think, uh, you know, as, as you're... If you're new to the game or you're planning to go to your first regionals, I mean, Texas, um, you know, we're a little biased. We, I live here. You've lived here a long time. In your life, there's a ton of Pokemon players in Texas between Dallas Austin, Houston. And so if you listen to the podcast and you're in Texas, you most likely are going to this regionals if you're trying to get into the game, and the best one of the best things you can do before you prep for a big tournament is to look at the most recent one. So, let's look here, see what they were doing. Now this was in Germany, so a little different each region, kind of like the video game, you know, every region's a little different in the decks they like to play, but yeah, man, I think we start here. If you're a new player, you're learning the game and you're going to San Antonio, you should look here too, just to kind of see what people were running. Um, again, though, you look at the top eight, and you'd like to see trends or you know what? Are, what? Are, it was all over the place, Jared. I mean, it is. Your first place was what? Lost. Uh, lost Zard. Um, yep. Uh, I'm not saying it right. I never say it right. Not Lost Zard. It's, it's Sablesard. Sablesard.
0: Um, Lost Lostard, it's all. Lost
1: box with the radiant Charizard.
0: Prize, single prize, Lost box.
1: Yeah, Maridon, second place. Lost Tina, third place. A deck that I want to talk about: a Lost box um, medley, if you will. Uh, Tord Tord box. Tord box Mew, and then two Inteleons, which I think was interesting. And then you had um, your uh, your more Lost box. Uh, Evolution Charizard deck, rounded out your top eight, all different. I mean, I, I love it. Even you go to ninth, you had Roaring Moon, 10th, straight Charizard. You know, so all those decks besides the two Inteleons were all different.
0: Yeah. And, and, and to me, again, I think that's um, refreshing for the meta. There have been times in Pokemon where, you know, this would have been, you know, nine of the top 10 would have all been the same. With tweaks and little things like that, but it's fun to see such a variety of things. Uh, I can never complain about the staleness of the meta at an intersection like this. So, I think that's kudos to the players. I think that's kudos to the Pokemon card creators. This is a very fun and engaging and opportunistic time to play the game. So, I think that's where we start. Um, what was what was most surprising to you for this tournament?
1: Uh, I, I looked at, I feel like Germ or, um, Europe in general just has a lot of chart or Gardivar. Gardevoir. There was yeah. like one, I mean, I'm looking at Brian 15th place was on, was on, but, Ga- was on guardy and that but was, it
0: was the second most run deck at the tournament. Oh, it was. I
1: didn't know that. Interesting. See, yeah. So it just didn't so perform at the end.
0: Didn't perform. Did not perform well.
1: Okay. Why do you think that is? Why do you think Guardy didn't perform?
0: I think the game is speeding up. Yeah, I really do. And you and I had a side conversation. You were talking about that new Iron Hands deck that um, just speed runs and 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 uses the 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 peony yeah. to get that. That we didn't we didn't see a whole lot of that today. No, but I think Gardevoir is a super strategic deck. <laughs> But I think the advent of Paradox Rift is creating a quicker timeline than it likes. You think so? Okay. Yep, I okay. really do. I really do.
1: Uh, I'm like, uh, I look at it and I just think it it does so much. And if, it, but it's like the big if, right? If you can get set up, you know, if you can get the Ralts and then the Mirage Gate turn two, not Mirage Gate, Mirage Step uh, turn two, and then and then you're like, okay, I'm fine. But if that doesn't you're happen, fine. it's so hard to get caught back up there. So yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um,
0: Specifically, mean, it's the, it's the iron hand <coughs> that yeah. I think is ruining Gardevoir.
1: Yeah. When you can't win that prize trade anymore.
0: No, it's really hard. And, and they don't mind, they don't mind it dying. They'll get a second one out there. They'll pick up a Curlia. Like I, it, it doesn't have the answers that other decks <laughs> do to losing two prizes that quickly.
1: Meaning like it can't, knock the iron hands back out and then survive another hit or what what do you mean by that?
0: I think other decks have quicker comeback methods or stall methods where Gardevoir's is pretty straightforward. Because if it can't if it can't get two Gardevoirs out there after that first knockout, it's not Gardevoir is not coming back from four prizes. Gardevoir can Mm -hmm. come back from two prizes. It can come back from three prizes. Occasionally rarely it can come back for four prizes. But if that game is, you know, Two iron hand double knockouts back to back, especially if they're on Perlias. Yeah, yeah. Gg.
1: Yeah. GG. <clears throat> In some of the testing that I've been doing with Gardevoir, I've been playing a lot of that lately. As as we prep for San Antonio, uh, if you you have to, you have to basically stick them with a bad hand after that first iron hands knockout. So you, I own them down to four. Or potentially three, depending on what the start was. And if, and you have to stick them. And if, and if they get stuck with a bad hand, I think Gardevoir can claw back and win the game. But if they're able to get out of that, it's over. Like you just can't overcome the prize trade. So that's what I've seen in testing. If they're able to get the the turn two Iron Hand play off, or, or, you know, that's the only way. And you, and you as a Gardevoir still have to like, hit the reversal. You have to knock out the iron hands. If you don't, then yes, it's, you have to, yeah, then it's over. So, but yeah, that's what I've seen is, is if you can knock it out with the Iona play, you have a decent chance if they get stuck with a bad hand. Um, I want your thought though. I want your thoughts on the toward lost box craziness. All right, do you, oh, do you I think, I think it's, it's viable?
0: I do. I mean, we, we see it here in the top eight and what it's all <clears> about. You and I talk about this. It's about options. Yeah, and and it's and it's it's but it's a very, very like lost box has always been a very high skill cap deck, right? Yeah, because there's just things you can't come back from with the loss zone mechanic. And you have to be able to navigate that like most people I think are going to self eliminate their chances of winning on this deck on decisions that were made on turns one through three that you know, because they didn't. You, you can't predict what your opponent's going to do a hundred percent. And then you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I, I threw away that dark energy and now I can't get my Roaring Moon out there. Yeah. Or, or, or I shouldn't have thrown away that second rod. I needed that second rod to get some energy back. I, I, I think it is. I think that deck can beat anything. But man, I, I, I personally am not the type of player that would feel comfortable making those decisions for nine rounds day one rounds the next day and then a top cut like that is that is a lot
1: yeah yeah what i like did you look at um fourth so fourth place or third was it third or fourth fourth Kristen's lost box he called it lost box paradox but um if you compare him and towards list they are different in what they do did you look at Kristen's list
0: i did i'm looking at it right now so you have the tropius yeah, like that. Okay. Uh, uh, I also like the addition of the Galarian Moltres, so that you are able to run uh, your Forest Seal Stone. Yeah, I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, th- that those are the things. And then I, how can I not love the Minior? The how mini-or. can you not love the mini Minior is uh,
1: dirty. is dirty. It is
0: so dirty because that's coming back and that's popping so many things with so much damage.
1: Yeah. But did you what what trainer card
0: did you notice?
1: Did you look at the trainer list?
0: Oh, uh, I think I saw him play this. Where there, is it? There's
1: two of them in his list.
0: So the Zinnias is <clears throat> interesting. Zinnias is interesting, and then, but... And what? then is it the super effective glasses? The super glasses? effective glasses. This is something I've been talking about <laughs> for so long. But I mean, that's that's your play, right? That's your Minior super effective glasses, Tropius super effective glasses. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're right back in it. You're right back in it.
1: Yeah it's uh i i saw those and i thought dang nabbit that's so good i mean it's like to sneak those in there in order to get kind of that weakness game and it actually helps with the raikou because sometimes most more than likely you're going to have a full bench and they'll have a full bench so if you're weak to lightning the raikou will get the knockout but sometimes your opponent plays a little cheeky you're you're not going to be able to play around that you know you can't control the damage there uh, now you can. So and then Iron Hands, I mean, I, I love that play on that to get to get a Pidgeot, put that on there, now you can one-shot it and get the three prizes, stuff like that against uh, Lugia. You know, I know there's like Lugia's dead now, I guess, but so I thought the glasses were cool. The the biggest difference between Tords though, if you look at Tords list, like Jared, there's like the, the Kyogre is probably the biggest difference. I know yes. Tord had the two the one one Tina line, but that Kyogre you have to play so differently because you're basically just trying to churn through your entire deck, play your recyclers and then snipe. And and I just feel like when you incorporate that with everything else, it is very difficult. This deck by Kristen feels a little bit more straightforward. Like you kind of know what you're doing.
0: No, I agree. I, I think it's, I think it's super smart. And I actually, uh, I don't know how much of the tournament you watch, but I watched his game against, uh, I think they're both Christian Christian Fontenot and Christian Hodas uh, played each other in the top eight. What a game. What a game. like F- Christian Fontenot took a line in the first game that ended up winning him the series that was just unreal. But that's what I want to kind of dig into is uh we're in a se- we are in the set called Paradox Rift. and I think there is this paradox going on where the two big things that are happening right now are speed and comeback mechanics. Hmm. Which don't seem to mesh well, but countercatcher is the best card in this in in the game right now. Hands down. Yeah. you love that card. you hmm. you've always spoke so highly of that card, oh, yeah. but how do you how do you as a player think about that? like are you more likely to be a comeback player, or are you more likely to take a speed angle looking at the current meta and what's working well?
1: Uh, yeah, the the speed angle prior to Iron Hands, I think just has never been effective in my in my opinion, or what I've never liked. And I know that it's always straightforward. And, you know, you attach energy, I do this, and I just knock you out, and I hope that I get it first and I win the trade. But I feel like you do sputter <clears throat> the countercatcher if it is against a deck that plays like a countercatcher or wants to fall behind. They're going to Iono you until you have nothing, until you – you know, and then you're stuck and you're going to lose – but well, the iron hands just can out trade that those possibilities, which makes the speed versions just dangerous, you know, and it, and it's more effective. And, you know, that's why, um, uh, the dog, um, Stoutland was so good in Lugia before the rotation, because you could powerful energy knock out something and actually get back in those trades with Lugia. And then, and then when we saw, you know, um, uh, ADP, uh, Arceus, Dialga, Palkia, GX that did that alteration GX move, if you remember that, Jared, where it it lasted the whole game and you got to take an extra prize and it did more damage. It was like the stupidest thing. (laughs) Every deck was (laughs) ADP. Like, if you weren't running a deck that had that in there, you weren't playing the game. So Iron Hands has proven that that concept of extra prizes has always been good. So I I don't know, man. I I think the Countercatcher Iono play is good but if there is an iron iron hands variant that can still draw cards which is what lost box does then i think it does work very well in in that engine as opposed to like Miraidon, because it doesn't besides the raikou drawing a card if it's active Miraidon's not drawing there's not a draw engine uh, That's in, fair. in the lightning deck so um yeah man i don't know i i think i think speed feels right here uh but sometimes I just can't pull myself to do it. It's like, oh, God, let's go against the grain a little bit, you know, okay. but, <laughs> but if you're learning the game man, you got to play with what you're comfortable. And I think a lot of people have probably fallen into paradox rift and, and iron hands particularly or speed decks. And I think you got to go with what you're comfortable with. Cause clearly both, both decks work really well.
0: I agree. I, I, I am, uh, I'm looking through the rest of the thing. I, I tend to agree with what you say. Like, I think the hard part about speed is it is based on hitting the cards that you need early, and then it doesn't. You're, then you're going to lose to the long term deck. So you're it's it, it's a wager either way, and I understand that. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I think a, a big evidence of that is Luigi's speed <laughs> speed uh, Roaring Moon deck here at ninth. I got to watch that on stream. That thing was mean. Mean, mean, mean. He spiced it up a little bit in the list to make it a little more consistent. Mm. Very fast. A a lot of what is new in Paradox Rift is very, 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 very fast. But here's what I want to switch it up now. We always talk about looking at the tournaments and what's the spice. This, for as diverse as this is, there's not a lot of spice in the top 100. The spiciest things that I see in the top 100 is Lugia. It's 65th. Yeah. And then there's also a Palkia in here. But that's not that's not very spicy. Yeah. Like that is, you know, we we we're coming to expect, you know, this cloth electrode deck is is gonna be up there. It's fast. Again, speed, it does a lot of damage very quickly. But looking around, like there are 10 to 12 decks, 13, (laughs) yeah, 12 decks that are there on day two and that's a good healthy meta in my opinion but there's no room for the spice Corey
1: I know in what world would you see four Snorlaxes before you saw a Lugia deck (laughs) like what world are we living in where that's just normal now? You know, uh, they've ruined it
0: for everybody else, by the way. so, uh, <laughs>
1: so They're
0: just upset because they ruined it before you ruined uh, it. It's still,
1: <laughs> whatever the guy that won in Poland or whatever the tournament was, that nah, he ruined it. Um But, yeah, man, no, I think, but it's variety, a lot of variants. I think the game is super healthy right now. So if you're jumping in, if you're hopping over from, yeah, there other card games. I mean, you have so many things, Jared, you can run like so many things. Um, did you do you like the Mew deck that got top eight with the Luxray in there to kind of pull cards I, out?
0: I just think it's impressive. Like yeah. I, I've been running um, uh, some decks online for fun that are weak to dark and i just don't see the point in playing them anymore <laughs> like cuz every other game is charizard or roaring moon yeah so it it to me it's just one of the best decks that there ever was and you make a couple trades i'm actually playing the dte version tonight at league oh uh, Oh. Uh, so oh, I, like that. Uh, I i i just uh, it it will not go away until it's rotated it is that good it yeah. is that good of a deck
1: are you, you so that's interesting you think the best? You think it's the best deck ever?
0: I think it's a top five deck. Yeah, yeah. Ever? I I, I don't I don't know how it can't be. Okay. Like, and 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 it's ho- Like, you know, you it, it's it's like the NBA when we're like, oh, who's the greatest? Well, the game is different now than it was then. Like, Pokemon now have ten thousand health. Pokemon back in the day had thirty. Yeah. So it's like you can't. But in terms of like what it does and just how people have continually piloted this deck should not exist they like so much is there's so many good dark cards right now and it's just like i don't care it it, drapeon was invented just to mess with this deck it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like you have, like I said, you have Charizard, everybody runs Charizard. You have Drapion. People throw one in your deck. You have a fighting chance against this deck. And then you have Roaring Moon, this new deck that doesn't. It, it's dark, but it doesn't even need to be dark to get three prizes. And it's still here, Corey. It's still here. It doesn't make any sense. Well, to me.
1: in the in in that Lost Box paradox, the Christian deck, the Galarian Moltres, you know the 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 stone. The Forest Seal Stone, but he also has Raikou, so he doesn't need the maltress But it's nice against. Oh, I don't know, Mew.
0: Mew, like, like, so like, there's a lot of other fun decks out of there that are weak to Dark, but I, I'd be looking at the meta and be like, Nah, yeah, <laughs> sorry, Psychic, Psychic, not not in the meta right now. Yeah, not in the meta right so now. Yeah, I okay. Just, I, I I don't I don't know. It is, it just won't die. It's the Tom Brady of decks. Like, yeah. send it send it to Florida, and it's still going to perform well. It, it still matter.
1: performs well. Yeah, I, I think in NA, I think there's going to be a lot of Charizard. I, I think that is just... Was that... What was the share, the in, in, in whatever? In day two,
0: I'm share. looking at the day two share right now. It had 12 Charizards in day two.
1: That's... It's Stuttgart?
0: In Stuttgart, yes. Stuttgart. It was the fourth most day two deck. Fourth most. Okay, so... So it was Giratina.
1: Oh, in day two.
0: Gardevoir in day two had the most. My Mirrodon, Charizard, Lost Box, Inteleon, which I think Inteleon is pretty crazy too. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, talk Seven, about it. Inteli. What do you think? I, it, it seemed like based on past metas that this uh, kind of Intei, uh deck was kind of taking its place in terms of uh, still leveraging the Metacham, <laughs> taking your turn two. But I think the problem with that is it wasn't hitting big enough numbers. So we still saw this deck here. It had five um, in the top hundred. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just Wiley European play, we saw a huge resurgence of this deck, which I thought was dead, kind of similar to Lugia. And it, it was popping off. It hits good numbers. It hits good weaknesses. It gets around a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and I was really shocked as much as I saw it on stream.
1: Do you think there's any validity in the de-evolution de- de- uh, technical machine? Especially, especially in a deck like Inteleon where it can spread damage and then you just, oh, your highest evolution goes and then these things are knocked out. Do you think that, I don't I, think I, they play that, but.
0: I, I do, <laughs> but it's 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 one of the most situational things, right? Because you're getting the knockout but you're still handing your opponent back a really strong card that they may be able to lay back and you're not usually getting the full value of the knockout. Right. So sure. example, Pidgey's, um, Charmeleon's, Raltz's. It, it, in my mind, it needs to be something more of a finisher where you're spreading, you're spreading, you get two knockouts, you get three knockouts. In my experience and running decks on live, if it's your, if it's your way of getting ahead, to get your first prize or second prize to knock out the Pidgey. Again, it, it can work. Everything is situational in Pokemon, but I I don't love it as your primary means of taking prizes throughout the game. Okay.
1: Well, they all seem to have it. So that's I was curious what you thought. Is that back the guy that
0: it's good. It's good. It, I, don't get me wrong. It's good, but it is it has its place. Yeah. It's situational.
1: Yeah. Um shoot, I had one more that I was gonna bring up to you and now I've lost it. Oh, uh, Iron Valiant. Are you surprised that that doesn't see a lot of play or, or does well? well?
0: That's what I was talking about with the Entei. I I I thought that was the newer version of oh. Inteleon that we were seeing. I got you. I see what you're saying. Um, I see what you're saying. It, it's still there, but for whatever reason in this tournament, the the <laughs> spread MetaCham play seemed more. And I mean, again, in day two, we're talking about the difference between two decks. But we just hadn't, at the last couple of tournaments, seen a lot of Intellion success. It's still there. <laughs> we know it's record. It's won big tournaments in the past. But it seems like the newer stuff has pushed that out until yeah. Stuttgart.
1: Uh, interesting. Uh, okay, so San Antonio.
0: Ooh, baby. Come Coming on. Up. Everything's bigger in Texas, Corey. Everything
1: bigger in Texas. Like 2,000 players? Or 1,800? 1,900?
0: going to be massive
1: oh my gosh like so like if someone were to win this one that would that like be like a, a go down and like a history kind of thing I, or think, something?
0: I mean you would in for a moment in time have won the largest regional Uh-oh. to date okay. You're right. so There's... with that and with that in mind <laughs> what 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 do you think from i mean let's let's look at the tournaments we've talked about stuttgart brisbane donsk uh sao paulo none of these stuttgart is half the size san antonio but what do you in your mind what shifts are we going to see i I know you already said charizard you think you're going to see a lot of charizard at san antonio what what else are you game planning on seeing
1: well i first like to start off with i'm very impressed with the way you can say these european countries in these cities it's very impressive jared wow like (laughs) i mean brisbane everyone can say that but the other two (laughs) i'm very i'm very proud of you um I wonder, uh, go look at. Well, I'll tell you on, uh, if you go to Pokey Stats, right, it gives the breakdown of all the decks. You know, the ones that made day two, they (laughs) included Xian Pao at 0%. (laughs) I was like, dang. What a great,
0: we we saw no, there was no Xian Pao there.
1: Yeah, crazy.
0: In day two. Wow, I didn't even pick up on that.
1: But, like, why even add it? I feel like that was, like, a slap in the face. So, (laughs) I mean, that's, like, mean. Poor Shen Pao, even though I hate that deck. Uh, I think, you know, Azul obviously ran Shen Pao at some big tournament. I can't remember now. So, NA, like, I think, likes this deck. And so I think there's going to be some Shen Pao more so than you would have seen in european regionals so i think that's going to be there but i do think charizard probably still leads the day um and then still the lost box so i i don't think you're gonna you know see lots of variations off of like uh, lost tina charizard but i think it's the she and pal probably yeah, i bet there's like six seven percent i i would say that, that 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 play the deck moving in maybe 10 it may even crack 10 percent um in there but that would be my guess for san antonio do you have any things that you're like thinking you're going to see?
0: I'm not predicting like a big shift, but it does. um, The word that I would use for Stuttgart, and we've talked about this a little bit already is techie. Mm. Like there were, there were some techie things that I was seeing in a lot of decks to deal with issues that new decks were bringing to the tables. So I think you're going to see some one-off two-offs in decks that maybe people aren't prepared for. Okay. As the meta continues to evolve and change, yeah, but I don't know that that necessarily demands a response. On the whole, right? Like, you know, people aren't going to start stop playing Charizard now because uh, Christian had Tropius with super effective glasses in his top four deck, right? <laughs> people are still going to run Charizard and Roaring Moon decks that are weak. So i I think the game right now is more so about can you slightly in your deck building process tilt the favor just a little bit, um, to help you with the matchups that you know that you're going to have trouble with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's always the play, right? We talk about that. And again, if you're learning the game or getting better, it's like what two or three cards kind of make your deck a little different than the other variations. And that is almost as is, um, you know, the world we always live in, Jared, is like we, we want to create something that's unique and different and can still win that's against the mold. And I think sometimes you and I particularly like to like a way off base. Oh, and, yeah. But oh, into the weeds. But even just two or three tech cards can stand out and probably get some props if it were to win a tournament. And I think we lose sight of that sometimes because those are important. I mean, putting in a tropius and two glasses there. Like that's three cards. Yeah. We look at it and like, Oh my gosh, that is the craziest deck ever. It's like, no, it's just, it's lost box, but with these three or more cards. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I sense I, I'm a little sick, but I can smell it, Jared. I think there's going to be a (laughs) first, a first time, a first time regional winner at San Antonio. I can see it. I can see it in the future. I don't know who, but it'll be someone that's never won a regionals before is gonna I love it. is gonna pull it out i don't know i don't know what i wish there was an awesome spread deck that wasn't supply like yeah. i i went and maybe Inteleon can argue that it is and obviously like yeah. lost box with, with supply but i wish there was another spread deck there's not but
0: i was i was once aware of a of a deck that um did some things, and one of the things that it did really well was bring back some Pokemon that did a lot of damage, and spread a lot. But I, I, we haven't seen that in the in the meta, yeah. so uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know. All right. Maybe. You ready? You ready for our, our education moment? Let's do it. Okay. So this is this is a little bit different. A lot of the times we're talking strategy. We're talking you should do this in the game. This is kind of uh, a part of the meta game. So I watched a, I watched a game on stream, and, and I've been in this situation before. I think you've been in this situation before. This was round four of day one at Stuttgart. Tobias versus Darren, okay?
1: okay.
0: Darren, this is game one, has the win in his hand and doesn't know it. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's He is running the, the cloth electrode deck. Oh no. Literally all he has to do in the game is throw a warp point, poison his electrode. And that's
1: escape rope. Escape rope yeah. for everybody Sorry, who doesn't I, I, know. Sorry, we're oh, oh, old.
0: You're, you're 100% <laughs> escape rope. Throw the warp point, throw the escape rope, yeah. poison, and he wins the game and gets knocked out. Well,
1: okay? was that because the other guy only had one... Pokemon yeah, he, on the bench? he was
0: on his last prize. No, he was on his he, he, Darren had one prize left to take,
1: but it didn't matter who he knocked out, who he, the guy he was playing, whatever he promoted was going to get knocked out.
0: Right. It was the, the problem was, and the, and the announcers were talking about that. Is like, Oh, Darren has the win in his hand, but in Darren's mind he thought he needed to dig to find another card oh. to then get the win. So what, what we see in the in the thing, and it was really cool, and this is what I want to talk about, it's a, it's a sportsmanship kind of conversation today, is Tobias is watching this. Midway through Darren's turn, he's played the escape rope. He's promoted the right Pokemon, and Tobias knows the game is over. But Darren continues to dig, 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 dig. And, and, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, in, in my mind, I'm like, if I'm Tobias, I'm really frustrated. Oh, like, I'd be pissed. In, yeah. in, in the game. Yeah. In the game. But Darren didn't, Darren didn't know. And that became evident. So the game, the game ends and, and mm-hmm. Tobias says like, Hey man, you could have just done this. And Darren's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh, like you can see this like Yo. conversation on stream. But, the, but what we want to learn today and what we want to talk about, and I harp on this all the time with my, with my son, is as Tobias, you're probably frustrated that your opponent doesn't see the line. Yeah. And you're wondering, am, is he trolling me? Yeah. Does he not see it? But I thought Tobias handled it really gracefully yeah. on stream. And so did Darren and Darren apologizes. Hmm. He was like, I'm sorry. I didn't see it. I thought I had to get this other thing. They shake hands. The game keeps going. Cool. I have been a part of games where that conversation goes very differently. (laughs) Very different. I don't know if you've been a part of games. I've been a part of regional games where I'm playing somebody and they just now think I'm a bad player. And they, to my face have told me that and, and, and are, and are very frustrated. I was at a, (laughs) I'll go to a different game. I was at a Lorcana tournament earlier this year where I made a play and I made a comment about something because I didn't have enough information about this deck. They came after me, the game and insulted me Mm -hmm. because, and and, and I I want to reiterate as we're doing Teach Me Pokemon, I love this community so much because of moments like that. That was on stream. I I think there is some, I I would have been frustrated if I was Tobias, but I say kudos to Tobias and to Darren for talking it out for laughing about it cool going on to the next game yeah cool yeah yeah your your thoughts on a situation like that yeah
1: i mean like that's in the poker world called slow rolling you know where it's like you have it and you're just literally take you're milking this and it and it's very off-putting and usually ends with people getting mad at somebody else but when you can like be lighthearted and know like genuinely they didn't know and um you, when, anytime you lose in Pokemon, you're you're just you're frustrated mostly at yourself, or you might be thinking, "Oh, unlucky, I, I didn't draw well." So the last thing you want to do is also then be mad at your opponent for something they're doing. And so that showed a lot of grace, and um, you know, especially in juniors and seniors, where there may be instances. And we actually had this when we started playing originally, where it's like if you have a deck, especially that can like amplify damage by doing something you're like well i'm just gonna do as much damage as i can here just because i want to and it's like oh that's just bad
0: taste you know that are you talking the, about the for Tom the, the alligator on it's the alligator. <laughs> <Where> it's like <laughs> we literally watched a 40 year old man do about 400 damage to a junior in 20 40 60 80 and it was like oh my god <laughs>
1: And he's like, we're weak to it times two, 400. It was like, oh my gosh, man. Just like, and it was like a Charmander. Like it was like, you could have just done two energies and it was fine. So yeah, you know, especially teaching your, your son and, and, but even us as adults, like you put a lot of time and effort and you care about these games. And so when you can get a W you want to like really savor it, but kudos to who was the other guy? The one Tobias. that Tobias, Tobias, was the
0: guy that felt like he was getting slow rolled, and Darren was accidentally <laughs> doing the slow rolling. But it was just a, it was a very poignant moment in Pokemon for me because yep. I, even I, I was sitting there as a the thing, like, oh, don't, don't miss the line, do it, and then it did, and then it looked like he was just trolling. Wow. It looked like a hundred percent like he was just trolling. But he, he very clearly from his very authentic reaction at the end was he, just, yeah. he had just missed what he needed to do
1: yeah that's more times than not gonna have a negative reaction on yourself it's, if you're like trying to impress or something it's like it's always gonna have a, a bad connotation so i'm sure he really didn't know what he was doing yeah but um, but that that's, yeah. that's
0: part of teaching me pokemon today is like this this game we've talked about this ad nauseum this game any trading card game is part luck yep it is part luck yep and 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 a lot of what can tear you down in Pokemon is your own mistakes. And sometimes when the beat just isn't there, it just isn't there. Yep. yep. And 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 you've got to be okay with that. Yep. So be be a good sport when you lose. Be a good be a good Tobias when you lose, and your opponent doesn't see something, and maybe they should have not. They weren't playing their deck alt optimally, but you still lost. I think that's what's great about Pokemon. There have been very limited incidents in the almost twenty years of playing this game that i have personally seen or been a part of a moment where the heat of the moment got to the advantage of somebody during a game
1: yeah i the only and i'll end with this but there was an instance it might have been memphis we were there for regionals a long time ago and i was playing against this guy and he was he was frustrated at my pace of play thinking i wasn't playing fast enough and then it gets down to the end and it was my final turn and and because we were in turn so now the pace of play didn't matter anymore we're in turns and it was my i was turn three and and i was playing the game because i could still win and he was like so upset at me because he's like we well, can't even win like this is a tie what are you doing like he, he was like saying this to my face and there was people standing around and i i didn't say anything back to him and he was just like audibly like he kept saying that he's like what are we doing like it's a tie what are we doing and and I would like draw and and I don't remember what I searched for, but it was like this. And then I showed him, and the pull that. I win. And he, and he and he was just like so upset. And instead of saying, uh, "My bad, man," I I didn't realize you still had a the, a, the, a chance to win the game. He just like was mad at me. Got up and just stomped off. And and the players around me, the people watching, were like, "Oh, good player, or whatever." Like we saw it. Like we knew you still had a chance. But it was like very off putting. And I've always thought about that moment of like, did he? know that there was still a chance but he was trying to get me to just say you're right it's a tie because i was uncomfortable or did he genuinely not know that i still had an avenue to a to a w and this was like at a higher table like i i remember it was this wasn't like round one random person this was like round six or something and we both had a chance to make day two so i i don't know just have grace and patience with your opponent, you know. I think um
0: yeah
1: that's it. everybody that's, that needs to know huge.
0: that I think in the long run it comes back better for you. Yeah. If if, if someone's being mean to you and you're gracious and, and and even if the you know you don't get justice in terms of being the better person and losing, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And mm. again, I think these incidents are few and far between, even though all of our listeners could probably tell us a story or two. I hear that's like every game in Yu-Gi-Oh, and and and, and every other game.
1: Par for the course. Par for the course in Yu-Gi-Oh. You sit down. I hate you. Lucky. It's like we haven't even played yet, man. Luck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's too good. That's really that's going to wrap us up this week. We are so excited next week. We will have Corey on. We'll most likely have Logan, who you've heard on a couple other shows, back from San Antonio to talk about to date the largest regionals that we've had. What's going on? Um, we've all signed up in some uh, form or fashion for Knoxville, mm-hmm. even though I know that's two a little well, it's a little over two months away now. We saw yeah. Charlotte and some other regionals before then, yep. but um, we'll be ready to go. But thanks for listening to us. If, uh, if you're listening to us and you love this show, the best thing you can do for us is leave us a five-star review on wherever you're listening and just hit us up on social media if you have a topic or something specific you'd love for us to cover.
1: Cool. Appreciate you.
0: So that'll be it for today. We'll catch you next week. Corey, good luck to you, sir.
1: Oh, Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: You can find us at
1: RogueMediaNetwork.com Teach Me Pokemon Podcasts. Come and dive with us.
0: This has been a Rogue Media Network production.